everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by the T's. So the 5-0, you've hit it, I've hit it. <laughs> Today's the big day. We it's hit a, a year day. just a couple of episodes ago, and now we're I know. at 50. How did we get to 50 episodes? I don't know, but I've loved all 50 of them. Well, I understand that we're going to be playing a game to recap some of those 50 episodes. Right. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We are not really in the loop about this, and it's going to go one of two ways. Yes. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully for the best. All right. On last week's episode, I interviewed Myra Reddy, the Director of Government Affairs and Industry Relations for the Professional Beauty Association, or PBA. Myra has been working on the TIP tax program that would provide a refund to salon owners for FICA taxes paid on TIP income. This would allow them to reinvest back in their businesses, among other things. Learn more about PBA's work on the program at probeauty.org. And if you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure you subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. This week, Jeffrey interviewed Jacqueline Cusmato and Abby Lawrence Adacia, the co-founders of Candor Beauty, one of the first multi-brand beauty and personal care retailers aimed specifically at targeting Black women and women of color. Headquartered in London, Candor Beauty aims to address an underserved market of women who want access to quality beauty and personal care products that specifically target their beauty needs. Before we get there, we've got the game that we talked about at the top of the episode to celebrate our 50th. For this game, one of our producers, Monica, is going to be quizzing us on our guest interviews over the last 50 episodes. All right, everybody. This game was built specifically for Kelly and Jeffrey to test their knowledge of the Volume Up podcast. Have they been listening to each other's interviews? (laughs) I mean, the suspense is MF and killing me. Like, what are we doing? Do they remember what they said a year ago today? We will find out. So first for the rules, we created this game to test your industry knowledge and podcast host skills and prowess. There will be four rounds with two questions in each round. Each question will be directed at one of you and you'll have the first right of refusal to answer it. If you get it wrong, then it goes to the other person to try to steal the point and get the answer right. Each question is worth one point. And at the end of the game, the host with the most points will be crowned our winner and will owe the other host a week off of interviews. <gasps> the stakes are high. Okay. Any questions? Do you understand the rules of the game? Are you ready? Will I'm someone ready. be tallying that is not us? Yes, we will be tallying the scores and we will let you know who is the winner at the end. All right. All right. First category is called, who said that? Jeffrey, you're up first. The quote is, bam, bam, bam. Here comes 2020 knocking on our door. Okay. What the hell is going on? What are we even doing now? There is not enough therapy, drugs, and alcohol. Do you know who that quote is from? I mean, honestly, it's a toss up, but I'm going to say that that's, that's Kelly. Um, I feel like I could have said something. Incorrect. Was it me? (laughs) All right. All right, Kelly, throwing it back to you. I'll give you a hint. It's a guest. It's not one of the hosts. Thank God. Merle Koken. 
Wrong. Incorrect. Jeffrey, one more chance to steal the point. I'll give you multiple choice. A, Tabitha Coffee. B, Gloria L. Williams. C, Gina Charbonnet. Or D, Jeffrey Lennon. Well, I think C, Gina Charbonnet. Yes, that is oh, correct. Jeffrey wins. All right. I think we're going to give him half point for that since yeah, he no. had to get the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, we're making the rules up as we go, everybody. Yep, I love that. I love All that. right. Half point to Jeffrey. He takes the lead with the first question. <laughs> I mean, Jeffrey, I think after 50 episodes, you know that I'm not going to say bam, bam, bam. Like, I mean, that, but I was thinking like the first <laughs> one, maybe she did. That's no, where my, I, I didn't. was like, mm. come on. Maybe for the inaugural podcast, but okay. That it does track. That seems more like something Gina would have said. All right. Are you ready for the second question? Yes. Kelly, the second question is for you. Okay. This quote is, I should just change my salon name to Costco so that I can stay open. Oh, my original answer, Morel Koken of the Harlot Salon. Ding, 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 ding. Full point. There that full point to Kelly. So coming oh, out of the wow. first round, we have one point Kelly, half point Jeffrey. We know how this is gonna go. All right, round two. This category is called What Were We Even Talking About? Hmm. So we are going to give you another quote. And you don't have to guess who said it, but it is something that the two of you were talked about during the episode, and you have to guess what you were talking about. I'm also gonna give you a hint on this one. This quote came from Jeffrey and the quote's pretty short. It is. It's just trash by and large trash. (laughs) Is this for me? Yes, it is for you. And it's your quote too. I know. Wow. Mm. What were we talking about? Would you talk hair trends? No, give me, give me a multiple choice. You want multiple choice? All right. This means we're officially going down to half point for this answer. (laughs) Half point Jeffrey, otherwise known as. Yikes. Your options are A, Uggs, B, purple shampoos, C, PSLs, or D, Angelina Jolie's hair extensions. It's a real toss up between C and D. Um... I'm going to say C. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, yes, right. correct. I'll we gladly take my half point. PSLs. Now we're even. We're caught up. Second question goes to Kelly. Second question in this, in this round doesn't really fit the theme. So the question is, Kelly, what was the title of our first podcast? It was with Ray Cavello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not the name. <laughs> Something about color space. Okay, I'll take it. I'll drop down. Mm-hmm. All right, officially dropping down to half point Welcome. for this question. A, color space brand. Everything that you should know about the brand. B, it's a pandemic. Let's launch a business. B, correct. Ding, Woo! ding, ding. All, All right, right. Wow. let the record show half point for Kelly. All right. And some speed. I mean, didn't even need to go through the other no, options. we're moving this baby along. Yep. Okay. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. At the end of round two, we have Kelly with one and a half points and Jeffrey with one. All right. Category for round three is best guest 
comment. Mm. So we are going to say a quote again, and you have to guess which guest said it. So Jeffrey, this one's for you. Which guest said, whenever you're trying to figure out who you're supposed to be, go with the feedback, what people say about you. Me, I got, I got it. Ted <laughs> Gibson. It go to me? No shit. What, what was that, <laughs> Don't keep it in. <laughs> me, bro. <Feel> <laughs> Can I steal? Oh, sorry. I didn't steal. hear his guess. Sorry. I said Ted Gibson, but she's saying wrong and she wants to steal. That is I'll incorrect. allow her steal. The Kelly foot would... nanny. That was indeed the foot nanny. For I thought you said he, point. he was talking about Oprah and therefore immediately mm. I would have. Anyway. All right. Question number two to Kelly. Way to really pull ahead here. <laughs> Which guest said celery juice, a cup of coffee in the morning, and I'm on fire for the day. Matt and, Matt and Jen Martinelli. Ding, ding, ding. That was indeed Jen Martinelli to be specific. I would like the record mm. to show that Kelly tried to cheat by guessing two <laughs> guests, but she mm. did get one of them correctly. Okay. Okay. Well, uh... All right. At the end of round three, <laughs> the score is Kelly three and a half. Jeffrey one. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, we'll give you two points on your last question to see if you can pull ahead. So the first question is, how well do you know your co-host? And the answers were specifically aligned upon by the T's team and voted. So they are official. They are not up for questioning. It doesn't matter if you disagree or not. They have been approved by the T's team. Okay. The first question goes to you, Jeffrey. Who is more likely to have the noise of children on in the background while they're recording the podcast? It's a me. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Two points to Jeffrey. Whoa. Now we're back in the game. Cooking. Okay. Let's see if Kelly can pull this out. Kelly, who was voted most likely to try a new product or trend? Jeffrey. Incorrect. The group voted you, Kelly, most likely to try the new product or trend. All right, fine. So the score is Kelly three and a half, Jeffrey three. Kelly still pulls out the win. Yes. How do we feel about that game, everybody? It was fun. Some ringers in there. Nicely done. Yeah. I turns out my memory is shot to something. You've got little kids too. And throughout this 50 episode recording, you have added a child to your family, (laughs) (laughs) which means your sleep deprivation has increased by 50 to hundred percent. So I tenfold for sure. Anyway, there you go. I appreciate that. Yep. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, congrats on the win. Thank you. I will hold it dear and remind you of it often. (laughs) (laughs) To be expected. All right, Jeff. I mean, shout out to our producers. That was a great game. I'm here for it. And again. Thank you. (laughs) Well, what a game. We're back for the news. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week uncovering industry news, diving into the brands you don't know but should. And here are our favorite headlines from the tease.com. Kelly, I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. I'm going to talk about an article and I'm going to ask you some questions about it. Uh, So first article that we've got on the site is here's why everyone on TikTok is applying hyaluronic acid to their hair. At the moment, the latest hack to dominate hair talk involves adding one of skincare's buzziest ingredients, hyaluronic acid, to your hair. 
Often hailed as a skincare hero for its moisturizing benefits, this miracle ingredient is being praised for its ability to hydrate and soften hair. In fact, hyaluronic acid has become so popular on the app that the hashtag, hashtag hyaluronic acid has already garnered over 109.8 million views. So my question, Kelly, what the heck is going on? And will you be adding hyaluronic acid to your hair? Right. Okay. So, you know, I was just voted most likely to try a trend, right? Um, Exactly. So, So, you know, I'm here for it. And so I had to do a little bit of research on hyaluronic acid because I'm used to it for my skincare regimen, if you will. So it's a substance found naturally in your body, but it can also be made synthetically and it's a humectant, right? Humectant means, which means it's going to retain moisture, which is always great for our hair, right? It also reduces frizz and adds shines to your locks. So I'm here for the trend. Um, I don't want anybody to get mistaken on, Hey, let's put our skincare on our hair, right? Cause that's not it. But I, you know, it's, it's commonly found in mousses, mists, and shampoos and anything that can help out and shine the locks I'm here for. Same. So go over to the T's. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing, I don't have enough hair probably for it to make a difference (laughs) at the moment, but the T's.com, the article that we're talking about has a whole bunch of products that you should maybe consider if you're willing to get in on this trend. And it sounds like Kelly is. So we'll hold her to it. We'll talk about it on a future episode. You got it. All right. Another article that is buzzing on the tease.com. The best silk and satin hair accessories for textured hair. It's no secret that hair accessories are having a major moment. Cool claw clips, oversized scrunchies, gossip girl worthy headbands. They've been popping up all over everywhere. As much as we all love adorning our hair with pretty accessories, they don't play well necessarily with all hair textures. And so this article is basically about what are friendly options for folks that have curly, coarse, coily, kinky hair. Uh, So you should definitely check it out. Now, Kelly, I understand that you do not have textured hair, nor do I have textured hair. Let's Mm -hmm. get that out there in the open. Yes. Um, But... You know, in the spirit of what we just talked about for hyaluronic acid, we want to make sure that it's healthy, that it's moisturized, that it's looking its best. So talk to me a little bit about hair hacks that you've got to keep hair hydrated and your scalp healthy. All right. So Jeff, my hack is knowing that I do not have textured hair, as we've mentioned, I do love a satin scrunchie and I really love a satin pillowcase. In fact, Oh yes. Do you not have one? <laughs> I do not. Not, oh. not right now. Speaking you about the whole what yeah. happens and you say you don't have something. <laughs> <laughs> it may arrive on your doorstep. So I mm-hmm. swear by a satin pillowcase. It's the ultimate luxury. And I believe it also has the same redeeming qualities. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. all right. You heard it here, folks. Get that satin pillowcase. Uh, and I'm probably going to be unboxing one here very shortly now based on that (laughs) comment. Uh, so looking forward to reporting back about that too. All right. Next up on the tease.com, uh, a fun celebrity trend story. So the article is entitled bangs are trending like crazy in Hollywood right now, whether you love them, hate them or hate to love them. Bangs are back. As of late, fringe in all forms, from curtain bangs to side bangs, every style in between has emerged as a huge trend among the Hollywood set. We're talking Zendaya, Nicole Richie, Tommy Dorfman, 
a ton of folks that we run down in the article. And today, as of today, just before recording, uh, the one and only Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Gellar, my permanent celebrity crush, has gotten bangs. Um, So, you know, it's a thing, basically. Uh, It's taken over Hollywood in all aspects. Kelly, Mm -hmm. who's got the best bangs in the business? Yeah. So I'm going to say for me, it's Nicole Richie and I'm going to go all the way back to the simple life with her and Paris Hilton because she's rocked the bangs for a few decades now. And it just Mm -hmm. looks great on her. She's not a trend. Like I'm going to go in and out of the bang. She just, she's here for it. She's here. I (laughs) no, I couldn't agree more. Honest to God, Nicole Richie hair. God, would you do bangs? Oh, I've part take partook in partook <laughs> <laughs> on the bang trend and you know mm. what every time i see it i get kind of a hankering to do it and mm-hmm. i've been known to cut my own bangs has that worked out well no not so much no, no. <laughs> <laughs> then i end up just shooshing them back because i don't like them about 10 minutes later and then I forget for a few years and think it might be fun again. So I will not mm. be cutting my bangs. Mm-hmm. But you would agree there. that it's having a moment in Hollywood and you should all Agreed. go to tease.com to see what we're talking about. All Absolutely. right, great. <laughs> As always, so much going on at tease.com. Thank you to hardworking editors. We are so proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. All right, next up, Jeffrey, your interview with Jacqueline and Abby, the co-founders of Candor Beauty. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to the Volume Up podcast. I am here with Jacqueline and Abby of Candor Beauty. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Fantastic. Thank you. Great, Jeffrey. We love Candor Beauty at the Tees, but our audience might not be familiar. So if you wouldn't mind, we would love to hear a little bit about you two from you two. So if you could tell us about yourself. So I'm Abby uh, Lawrence Adishida, and I am the co-founder of Candor Beauty. Um, so Candor Beauty is an online platform um, where we curate um, beauty products for women of color uh, and center black women. So our products are curated along the lines of skincare, hair care, and personal care. And uh, we also provide um, information and um, educative information for um, black women and women of color about um, how to use the products and what what the skin uh, what the skin hair care and personal care products are Uh, so in terms of background my background is in engineering Uh, I studied chemical engineering at university but I pivoted into the IT field in the early 2000s during the boom. And, uh, and because chemical engineering jobs were not, uh, were far and few in between and there were remote areas in the UK, especially, uh, I moved into the IT industry. And this is where I worked for a long time, many, many years, uh, 15 years, until I met Jacqueline about uh, in 2020, well, 2019 actually. And that's how Candor Beauty was born. 
Yeah, awesome. Okay, so I'm Jacqueline Kisamotu, and I'm the second co-founder of Candor. Um, yeah, exactly what Abby said. We're an online platform. We are a multi-brand retailer that stocks a number of different brands, brands that are Black-owned and brands that are also in the mainstream space, which is quite unique for us because what our aim is to be the bridge between just offering our customers as Black women, women of colour with the best products on the market. So that's pretty much what our position is. In terms of background, uh, I have a mar- I'm marketing background. I used to work in fashion as well. And then I then, after children, pivoted into IT because I am also a bit of a tech nerd. I do love tech. So I did kind of go down that route, yeah, for about 10 years. And then I met Abby, uh, like she said, uh, not too long ago. And then, yeah, we locked eyes and it was just <laughs> the universe collided. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and then we were formed. <laughs> yeah. We love, love hearing that. Talk to us a little bit about this magical pairing. How did you come to meet? Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we used to we work for a digital telecommunications company in IT, and we were literally the only two black females, even very few females, but we were the only two black females. So I think um, we naturally gravitated to each other because we loved each other's sense of style. And then obviously, after speaking to each other, we found out that we had very many similarities in regards to like our family setup, like our values, we had quite a number of um, similarities. And then, you know, on lunch dates, often, or when we're walking to the car park, we just found out that we had so many previous experiences that we've done. So we're, I think both of us are natural entrepreneurs. So we found out that a lot of the businesses that we were thinking about all had started, but due to children, families, we never actually got it off, but they were so very, very similar. And one thing that was very common amongst the both, amongst both of us in our conversation is obviously apart from fashion and entrepreneurship, was also okay what we want to do something in beauty so Abby had her own I also had her own idea then it was a case of you know one day just walking saying you know what let's start woulda shoulda couldas are we doing this or we're not doing this because I think we're very much aligned and you know I think for me I'm very much of a risk take I was just like you know what it's now or never and you know I kind of I feed off vibes I love Abby's vibe I thought you know she was really on it she gets it so I thought you know what um let's go and then yeah and then that's how it pretty much started yeah I think basically that's exactly what happened and the similarities were just so astonishing at the time in terms of what we were thinking about our experiences around beauty especially uh having to talk about that and then one another thing that maybe Jacqueline hasn't mentioned is that our values were so similar as well and Apart from the sense of style, we also were very, very in tune as to what we thought was good value, what was, you know, quality. So our quality radio was definitely aligned. And so with that in mind, that's how kind of beauty could have come about because we'd only met each other for about probably less than a year when we actually started kind of beauty, which is very unusual because, you know, either you're looking for a specific skill when you meet somebody or your friends for many, many years. No, it didn't happen mm-hmm. that way. And in fact, before I met Jacqueline, I was very, I was, you know, I didn't expect to meet somebody like that. So it's very much the universe aligning. And when we talked to you about how the name Candor Beauty came about, you know, it just made basically solidified that for us. We knew it was meant to be. And so it was quite easy. And so meeting in that environment meant that we had the same background because of our IT. And remember, what we were actually in senior management when we met. So we had years of experiences of managing teams. So that also made it quite easy, not just to form the business, but also to start it off. 
So that's basically what happened. Yeah, absolutely. I think for where we're working, we're working more on an online uh, website. So we were very familiar with with the, um, the, the, you know, the backing of how a website starts, especially like e-commerce. So mm-hmm. for us, it was very simple to say, okay, you know, what is it that we need? How can we launch an MVP? Mm-hmm. You know, let's, even when we launched, it was just literally, we wanted just to launch an MVP, push yeah. it out into the market and then get to know the market, understand it. But who knew COVID was coming and COVID actually propelled us, which was yeah. actually a good thing. So it actually did propel us into actually seeing that there was a need for us within this market, like our idea. We were we were one of literally none out there. And then obviously after COVID, you know, everybody's realized the struggles of what it means for a black woman to shop, you know, online. And that's, I think what our position was with that, like, you know, we're modern day savvy women. Why is it so difficult for us to buy beauty? Like, why do we always have to go in spaces that where we're overlooked and we're not actually targeted? Yeah. So I think it was just really just, you know, a sense of just frustration. Like, why do we do this? You know, we're two capable women. We're very tech savvy. We have, uh, you know, a decent disposable income. We want to shop in places that see us, that deserve our money as well. You know, yeah. we we don't just want to buy um, certain products. We want to buy good quality products as well. And we want that coupled with great information. But it's just so difficult, you know. So I think it was just very, it was really just a, really, it was just honestly, yeah, I think definitely, uh, it was just made. It was just it was just perfect timing mm. for sure. I mean, it certainly sounds that way. Talk to us a little bit about your relationship with beauty, um, sort of before going into business together in this specific regard. I mean, you've you've touched on it both of you individually, um, and obviously there's some commonalities. And this is not unique to you both, unfortunately. Uh, particularly, beauty is quite bad at incorporating and including women of color specifically um, in yeah. all sorts of aspects of the business. Um, but talk to us a little bit about, I mean, your thoughts on beauty before starting business and and now after launching Candor Beauty, sort of your thoughts on um, this new frontier that you both are very much part of having expanded. Yeah, I think for us, beauty, we usually say that Black women usually um, shop in two places or two worlds, really. We shop in the mainstream um, areas like, you know, retail stores, which cater for everybody. And then, well, mostly everybody. And then we shop in the high street shops. So like what we call like um, local beauty shops on the high street. The difference is that on the um, on the mainstream, you have the quality that you need, uh, possibly the quality of service, but they're not catered or centered around you. So you've got to do your own research before you actually go into those shops. You have to know exactly what you're looking for. Uh, because um, and most of the time sometimes you can't even find what you're looking for because either they've ordered very small volumes of what you're looking for or it's just the case of they just don't have what you're looking for yet the quality that you expect to see there is there the other part of it is that we have high street shops which are usually run by uh, South Asian um, communities who are not actually in the black community as such so whilst they have the products some of the products that you might want to get, the quality of service is not great because they don't really know why, what, why you want to buy those products or what they use mm-hmm. them for. But what they do have is a, is a huge stock of products that you might or may, you may or may not need. So we, we are, you know, and, and the quality of those products are usually not great because, you know, mass market really. And so 
um, that's the kind of experiences you have. And that is quite, that can easily be very, very frustrating because mm. either of those worlds don't really serve you, but you've just got to make do with what you have. So our, my relationship with beauty before Candy Beauty was just basically trying to navigate both worlds, doing the best I can to find the right products from each of the places that I shop in and usually failing at this. And then most of the time you either want to, you buy abroad in the US or even that, even then you, we, we didn't really have enough to cater for us there or we didn't really know what was safe for us to use or what wasn't safe for us to use. Yeah. So it's been really a struggle that we've had to navigate and using that to propel us in actually knowing what we're delivering our kind of beauty. So it was a case of learning by, you know, speaking to our pairs, speaking to, you know, learning from family, learning ourselves by trial and error, a lot of trial and error. So that's, that's basically the experience that we had, that I had personally uh, looking into beauty for years. And to think about, you know, you know, I thought about, you know, having something like a retail platform, but this it was for hair really back in 2012. And those were the issues that I was struggling with then. Fast forward to 2020, it was still exactly <laughs> the same issues. So nothing had moved forward. So that gives you a skill and the type of struggles that we have um, shopping in the, in the beauty space as black women. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, definitely to just, reiterate the two worlds shopping in two worlds is such a big thing I think it's you know you need products but in each of the stores they don't speak to you you know you have to literally either you're sometimes you're physically in a store googling or watching a YouTube video to kind of just say oh what was it again you know or you're checking your notes because you've literally done homework while watching a YouTube video of what products are working for you so that is you know that in itself was 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 such is just such a minefield and I think for me on a personal level I think beauty I've always loved beauty from a very young age but I think I really didn't understand the space of how bad it was shopping until you actually have a problem so until I became pregnant my first pregnancy that's when I actually started having really bad skin and then I didn't really understand okay I need to I, I knew I need to be mindful of the products that I wanted to use at the same time treating my hyperpigmentation which was really bad not just on face but also body so you know trying to now navigate what spaces I was pretty much used to because you know I was pretty savvy I love product I'm a product junkie but then now I actually have an issue so I can't try everything so now looking for information that was specifically for somebody like me was a challenge in itself because then I know how to look at okay every product that has um, hyperpigmentation dark spots is actually not for black people it's actually you know it's actually very light touch it's on the surface it's actually not going to do anything and then and then added the additional factor of being pregnant where you have to be more mindful, that was even more challenging. So I think um, that's when I really saw that. And then again, to bring it back, the spaces like the um, high street stores, which are like the beauty supply stores in the States, the products in there are full of toxins. You can't even, you wouldn't even want to use those when, you know, when you're pregnant or anything, or even when you're not pregnant. So no. that's when something I learned as well, like 10 years back, I was like, oh my days, I didn't even know all of these things were in these products, you know? So it really just magnified how huge a problem it is. Even till today, we still have this problem. Yes, there's now, you know, there's, you know, we've launched and we're seeing a number of great, fantastic brands that are launching, you know, trying to solve these problems. But I think we definitely still have a, a while to go. We definitely do, but at least we're starting. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I would add. So speaking about that start, I mean, you've both identified this problem. You've 
talk to each other in this previous world where you were doing something else, but then had this idea of we ought to be doing something about this. What was that space like in order to get to Candor Beauty? So talk to us a little bit about, I mean, after you've articulated, there's this idea that we've got, there's this problem, we've got a solution maybe. How did you get from this idea into where we're at now, which is an incredible platform? Hmm. I think it was very easy for us. It I was. think for us being um, <laughs> having um, experience within IT, we knew what we wanted. We have a very great eye for detail. So we kind of knew that, you know what, these are the kind of stores we shop on. This is what we like. We believe this is what modern day black women would like. So we made sure that we created a website that was sleek, that was chic, that was speaking to a customer that is very of, you know, a very modern woman. She shops in um in in a on a website that is pretty much you know very sleek very savvy so it's this kind of same expectation you know it's like for me I love Netaporte, so I want to shop on a site that's if not similar it has a great aesthetic it's you know the interface is beautiful you know the products are displayed and um, well you know Abby was a match is a matches girl she loves matches you know so these are some of the sites that we looked at and said you know what this is what the modern day black woman wants. We don't want a website that just has loads of text, loads of graphics that is actually not saying anything, you know? So I think we looked at a number of sites that we liked and then we just thought this is, it was just, yeah, it was very simple actually for us. I think our IT background really helped. Yeah. I think what Jacqueline is describing is what happened to us, to us the, the end of actually establishing the the platform because before before that we talked a lot about our values right mm-hmm. and what our what we what we thought was what our values were what our vision was because I remember that we reiterated what our values were to each other and kept saying you know we're looking for quality we're mm-hmm. looking for you know we want to make the woman feel loved we came up with our mantra okay. yeah. finally yeah. a place that loves you so we were looking at that in a very in in very much in detail we were clear on what our vision was and what our and what our values were as founders and then we did our research we spoke to people outside of our immediate group yep. we joined a women's network where we were able to network with other beauty founders well, founders in general so that helped us to start to talk to people as to from a business perspective and then we worked on our business plan which we then the interesting thing about working on our business plan is that what we wrote down well, that we were going to do, the targets that we have is actually what we are achieving today, which is incredible. And so oh. we had all that written down. We were clear on what we were going to do and we had it written down. And then we started to work on Candor Beauty yeah. from a site perspective. But then we had it so clear in our minds. We actually had vision boards. We actually had, you know, post-its. I don't know if you work with that in, yeah, in, yeah. in the US. So things that had we had written down, that we actually drew the women that we were trying to work with. We wrote down what our mantra would be, which is definitely, as it looks on the site now, is how we do it. So we knew exactly what we were going to do. And then everything else from there was quite easy. So, yeah. um, and then we started to work on the aesthetic, and then with our vision being clear and our values, our vision for quality, our vision for centering the black woman, we then knew which brands to approach. So we approached yes. those quite quickly. And because we were clear on what we were trying to achieve, we were able to you know, engage with other brand owners who were actually the product manufacturers. Or, so we were able to do that and speak to them. And from the place of where we were coming from, it was easy to get brand partnerships. So we had all those in, in spaces and in, in, 
aligned and then we launched Candle Beauty. So yeah. when by the time we got to actually launching the website, we, we, we were clear on what we're doing. And we were also, like Jacqueline mentioned, our background was in IT was very key. Uh, I worked as a product owner, so we launched shippable products. We knew we couldn't have the full vision on, online. Sure. We knew we had to start small. So when we started, we started with 10 brands. And ten, you know, key brands that was that are still with us today, and part of which are our hero brands. So all that we 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 thought through all that process, and then and then we launched. Absolutely, it sounds like so so beautifully well thought out, um, and probably only possible because of the connection that you guys have been talking about in terms of the shared values and right. and this background that is so sort of beyond this space, but it couldn't yeah. have sort of aligned better, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about, uh, particularly the folks that are not familiar with Candor Beauty, these hero brands that you're referring to. So you've done your homework, you've done the research, you knew that these brands met your standards and that they would hopefully be good enough for your customer. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about that identification process. Um, you had mentioned, Abby, that some of these are brands that you still have on the site today, um, which is incredible. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what that was like. So I think for us, we were looking for brand products that we actually used and loved ourselves. So Jacqueline was a fan of Olaplex at the time. So we knew that Olaplex had to be one of our uh, brands that we had on the site. So because we knew that it had good quality products, we tried it for many, many years and we knew that it was great. And then we had, um, we were looking for, we knew that sunscreen was a thing for, it wasn't well accepted in the black community that sunscreen was needed. But we knew that it was key for future skincare if we wanted to go in the market. So we were looking for a cult brand that would translate really well into the UK. So that's yeah. how we approached Black Girl Sunscreen. And we're one of the first people to actually bring it into the UK. So we, those are the kind of thought process that we had. So we, we looked for popular products that we used and we, we were very, very clear and certain about the quality. But we also looked for cult products like Black Girl Sunscreen, which I just mentioned, mm -hmm. and we brought it outside. So we were also looking for, um, we think that we are mystique, which is basically uh, in a space where we're looking at mass as well as prestige. So we, we knew that some of the brands that we're looking for had to be luxurious brands because we like luxury. So brands like Epara, which is a luxury skincare brand, which was UK born and, you know, people in the UK were quite familiar with that brand, our values aligned. And it was also not just for the black community, but it was also mainstream. So it was easy to approach that. And, and we also had used the products. So all the products that we actually put on the side, we tried them, we were sure of the quality and we were sure that the values and the messaging align with our values and messaging. So those are the thought process that we had in selecting products. So those brands are still on Candor Beauty at the moment. Um, we even have uh, one other one I have to mention is the Afro Hair and Skin Company. Yeah. It's British born, small batches, well thought through, the you know really really intelligent formulation but natural clean beauty which also aligned with our quality and values and so it was an easier approach to go to that Absolutely. and so all those brands are hero brands and we still have them on site today yeah for sure and I think just to add I think now what we tend to do even then was look at the most common um, concerns that black women have so those being hyperpigmentation dry skin inflammation looking at you know low proximity of the hair all those were things that, you know, we said, okay, you know, what products are, are in the market that are actually of good quality and are actually efficacious. So that was really key for us. So that's how we first started. And that's something that we continue 
to follow on through. Now we have a wider network. We have a few experts within our within our field that, you know, will probably just say, you know, what do you think of this product? You know, give us your thoughts. Also ask our customers or people that we know within our network. And, 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 you know, just pretty much just continue doing research. And then as we grow, obviously, we'll then refine that process by having specific people who would then research. But for now, it's definitely um, focusing on the key areas that um, Black people, Black women have concerns and then making sure that the products that we stock are high quality and are effective. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Um, now, you both mentioned that you started the company in 2020. COVID came wrecked yep. a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, so you talked about how the company flourished, um, which is wonderful to hear, not necessarily always the case for new brands and businesses. Uh, so what can you attribute that sort of meteoric rise and success to? Um, what do you think is the sort of magic to how this has been received uh, so positively? I think for one is we've definitely are in a space where we were never there. So there hasn't been a website like ours of our, th there's many, but I, do, I think that offer skincare, hair care and personal care. And I think also that we stock both mainstream brands as well as black owned brands. So as well as some of the um, brands like um, Abby mentioned Olaplex, you know, we also stock Dr. Barbara Sturm. Those are all mainstream um, brands that you will find on any other beauty, retail, beauty retailer. But then again, we have very high quality black owned brands such as the Afro Hair and Skin Company, Ipara that was mentioned, you know, so this is something that we focus on. Yeah, I think that to, to, to add to that, um, whilst we started during, during the pandemic, be, being clear about what our what our vision was and having launched such a, a to us a very very easy to use and great website it was easy to then start attract attracting people to us and also and then being clear on who what we were who our target market was was easy to start talking to PR companies and also other brand partnerships in order to launch our business even further and if for us it I think also having the Black Lives Matter movement start during the same time as we started. Whilst it was a very traumatic and tragic times for us, it also helped to propel us because it then put Black businesses at the forefront of the minds of everybody. So that also contributed. But then if we didn't have the right platform to start with, we wouldn't have been able to, you know, grow so quickly. And then we mustn't forget, or I, I shouldn't forget, or neither of us would forget that brand partnerships are key being able to identify the kind of brands to partner with, which were products that people were looking for, has also helped us really, really well. So having done our homework really, really well, making sure that we executed what we wanted to execute really, really well, and then being at the right place at the right time also helped to propel our brand forward. And I think, and then of course, our, being able to understand and navigate uh, the business world as from our experiences also helped us to, to propel the business forward. So those are the things that really helped us uh, to, to do what we, we are doing right now and for Candor Beauty to be so successful at the moment. Yeah, and I think just to add on that, I also think that it was partly as well because we're also changing the narrative of what Black businesses is and what it looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not only offering great um, great quality products, but we're, offering, we're also offering a website that is beautiful. We're also off offering customer service that is excellent. We're also offering you, you know, that something that 
was never within a black space. You know, predominantly we've always had negative narratives around what black businesses are and what they mean, what they look like. You know, there's a lot of negativity around there. So as well as that, so once a customer has experienced what we're like, they've seen our website, they've actually purchased from us, they've received an order from us because we personalize all our orders. All orders get a handwritten note, you know, because we, our foundation is love. So we like to, you know, give our customers not just product we also like to give it with love so this is something I think that has also really helped and um yeah and then again we are we we try and um reach out to other people so within our network so we reach out to press we reach out to brands so even brands that may not be sitting on our platform today we cultivate these relationships because we know in the future this is some somebody that will probably be aligned with will probably um stop their stop their brand, their product. So it's just really about us reaching out and opening up our network and letting people know that we're here, that, you know, we're, we're still very young. We're, what, 18 months and we still have, you know, quite a long way to go. We have a very strong vision, a very huge vision. And I think um, definitely word of mouth has helped that. It's just really just yeah. making sure that we spread our wings, let people know that we're here. And like Abby said, building strong relationships with our brands. Yeah. And, and yeah, and the, also the global vision that we had meant that we could cater for everywhere, every, every, all our customers all over the world. That global vision really helped us to broaden our horizons. We went, we went narrowing down our thoughts to just the UK. We quickly had customers from the US, from the UAE. So we were not, you know, restricting ourselves. We really had a broad vision. So that helped as well in the business. So speaking of helping people to find where you are, where can our listeners find Candor Beauty? Candorbeauty.com. Yeah. Boom. Easy. Back to where you find <laughs> us at. Yes. We and if that. you're it's a so social easy. person, uh, Candor Beauty Official UK uh, on all socials, that's where you'll find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. Yeah. Beautiful. What is next for Candor Beauty? I mean, you talk about this big global vision. It's huge. We know that sky's the limit for you both. Um, what can we expect in the next couple of years? I mean, these 18 months have been crazy in the best way. What are the next 18 months look like? I think definitely just strengthening our reach in new markets, in yeah. um, new territories. I think that's something we want to do. Um, right now, we, we want to focus on the UK. We want to grow our brand here in the UK. And then probably, you know, then reach out across, have a more um, more um, presence over in the U.S. Yes, hi. Yes, over <laughs> there in the U.S. Definitely. We, we know Africa is also in, in, our, in our sites. We have customers in Africa as well. We know that the e-commerce space in Africa is booming right now. It's a, there's a huge need for it as well. So, um, so that's, that's an area we're looking at. And then of course, yeah, that's pretty much what I would add for now. Yeah, yeah. So, so just broaden our demographic as well, we're looking to do that in the next few years. So just not just black women, but black people in general and people of color in general. So strengthening our base, which is the core black woman, but also widening that demographic because we know that men love skincare as well. Men love hair care. So we want to be in that space too. And we, so we're definitely looking to do that in the near future. Oh, love that for you both. Before we wrap, We've got our quick takes. We're going to run through these. I want to hear from both of you. So please chime in. These are the questions that we ask of all of our guests. First thing that comes to mind, here we go. The first question, and this might be US specific, so yeah. forgive me. Um, bar soap or body wash? Do we have a preference? Body wash. Ah, body, body wash okay. for sure. Body wash for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, body wash. Although, 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 yeah, although there is an argument for Basel because of the, you know, the fact that is environmentally friendly. Uh, when you finish using it, you don't have to, you know, there's no plastic, yeah, no waste, bottle, no waste. Yeah. So there is an argument for that. But I am a girl that likes to exfoliate yeah. with the skincare. So I am definitely body wash all the way. Yeah. And yeah, exfoliation is key. Active ingredient in my body wash is key. If they can get that all into a parcel and it works, and you might convert. And it, mm-hmm. it also hydrates my skin. I'll be parcel. Yeah. But for the moment, it's all about hydration and also uh, exfoliation. So yeah, yeah, if you can get it in the body in the soap, then we'll go for it. But for the moment, body wash. Body wash. <laughs> I am loving every bit of this. I'm with you, by the way. Team body wash, hands down. Although to your point, I mean yeah. the soap. We probably should be doing these things. We'll get there one day. All right. Next question. Um, I know that you both have been incredibly busy. You're launching this business. You've launched past tense. It's going incredibly well. But COVID has brought streaming to the forefront. There's been downtime. There's weird time. People are watching, listening, doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So is there something that you two are streaming at the moment? And if so, what is it? So on audio, I'm a Spotify fan, so I'm always on Spotify. So at the moment, I am streaming Beauty Needs Me, which is like a podcast based in the US. They recently just started season three. And I love that because it's such a relaxed conversation with two beauty enthusiasts, just like like I am and Jacqueline is. So I love the banter. They have, you know, guests on, which give you quite key information. So brand partners can easily be found on there as well. And so, you know, I love to listen and and I stream that. So season three started about a week ago. So I'm excited and I'm batch watching and listening uh, to to the episodes as we speak. So that's something I'm streaming at the moment. Love that. Jacqueline? Uh, for me, it's a mix of, gosh, I don't even have time, a lot of time, but I think <laughs> for me, it's definitely music. Music is always in the background for me, but if it's the, mm-hmm. if, if I need to just download and just not think of anything, it's definitely Housewives of Potomac or Beverly Hills, one of the two. <laughs> Jacqueline, oh, I'm so glad that it's made it to the UK. Potomac is where it's at. I'm yeah. originally from that area, and so it is very near and dear to my heart. Um, okay. yeah. thrills me yeah. that you say that yeah, yeah. that's what I'll okay. yeah. <laughs> incredible uh, okay one product that you cannot live without both of you just one I know it's impossible but there, there's got to be just one thing you can't do without it at the moment what would yeah, that be I thought about that for a while but I, <laughs> I, you know there's one thing that always you know if nothing, if everything else fails, a good pair of lashes always do a good job. So one thing I know that wherever I am in the world, if I have a good pair of lashes, I can show up everywhere, anywhere. So yeah, lashes. I love that. That's a good one. That's a really good one. (laughs) That's a good one. Jacqueline, it's going to be hard to follow that one up. That is actually a really good one. Yeah. Are you stealing it? Are you also going to say lashes? I feel like I want to say lashes, but if it wasn't lashes, I would say lip balm because no mm. one wants dry lips. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have specific brands? I mean, we, we've, it, you both have said it, you're beauty junkies, product yeah. junkies. Are there lash brands that you're obsessed yeah. with that you can't oh, yeah. do without? Oh yeah. So for, for me, Jacqueline knows it's Lashify. Lashify, yeah. Those individual lashes that look professionally made 
you know, I can do it within 15 minutes max and it doesn't drop off every day. I can always fix it. Yeah. yeah. And it looks great all the time with or yeah. without makeup. So for me, Lashify yeah. for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, I think for me, lip balm will definitely be R&R's lip butter or the Hello Sunday SPF 50. You that one is a good one. SPF yeah, yeah, because your, your lips do burn. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from ashy lips, the most unattractive thing is dark, lip. <laughs> battered lips. So yeah, definitely yeah. that. Definitely. <laughs> An SPF and a lip balm, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. that. Okay. So this one is a little bit of pivot. This is about advice. So as we're winding down the, the interview, what are a few words of advice that both of you have for folks that want to get to the top of the beauty industry? Um, you're both entrepreneurs. You've got deep background in IT and, and obviously other things beforehand that has informed yeah. what you've been up to, uh, that has led to your success. What do you, you know, have to say to folks that are trying to sort of model maybe some of your behaviors, things that you've done to get where you are at? I think for me, the biggest thing is having the right mindset. I think in business, regardless of, you know, what you want to start, or where you want to go, I think in order to start, you have to have the right mindset. I think it has to be in tune with your purpose because that's what's actually going to keep you going. So, you know, even there's going to be many challenges, many, many challenges. And I think if you have the right mindset, you're clear, you're intentional, and you know, and you lead with purpose, I think that actually gets gets you through anything. So I think before I know I something I definitely did. And I think also I think when me and Abby, when we first spoke, we're very much into, you know, we listen to a lot of podcasts about mindfulness, about mindset, you know, about just being centered as well and being intentional in life. I think people often forget. I I personally think that, you know, every time we read, oh, it's about, you know you're working 10 hours, you're hustling, like that. but, the, but the, real, the real tea is having the right mind and being balanced and being, you know, purpose-led. I think that is really what gets you to the end. I think we're not at the top. I think we're getting there. And I think we have many challenges. We have each other, but at the same time, even amongst that frustration is we have the right mindset. So when we are, you know, if something does come out, I'm very much like, F it, let's keep it moving. You know, something will come up. You know, like, so it's really just having that resilient. Yeah, resi it's the mindset. That's what gives you resilience. And, you know, and to have a laugh. I think, you know, we, we get knocked, but we laugh a lot. Well, I laugh a lot. So, so I don't cry, but, you know, <laughs> oh, we cry too. But, you know, <laughs> you know in equal parts. Yeah, Love that. yeah but mindset, uh, I think mindset. Yeah, I, I think for me, there are two things I'd like to say. First is do your homework. I know that beauty is meant to be a fluffy business and everybody can get into beauty, especially if you're an influencer and you can start your own product line anytime, but you have to do your homework and be clear on what your vision is and what you're, what, what you're trying to achieve. With that clarity, everything else falls into place. So you have to do your homework. You have to think about it as a business and do your homework. The second thing is like similar to what Jacqueline said, resilience, but this is a case of be patient. Rome wasn't built in a day. You won't start a makeup line or a lipstick and be selling a million dollars in a week. It's not going to work that way. It's a long game business. So you have to be um, patient and you have to do, you know, the hard graph. There's no nothing else, to, you know, there's no other way to get to the top. You have to do it all. So you have to be patient. Absolutely. Love that. So, so important. 
Well, what an incredible way to end this conversation. I feel so uplifted and I know that our audience is going to feel the same way. Looking forward to the future, knowing that Candor Beauty is going to be very much a part of that. We wish you all nothing but success. We know that there's big things in store uh, and don't be strangers to the podcast. You're always welcome to come back. Thank you so much for your time. Um, And before we finally, finally wrap, let's remind the audience, where can they find you both? Where can they find Candor Beauty? So candlebeauty.com. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for me, it's just Miss Jacqueline uh, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, it's the same, obviously, Candle Beauty. Um, but for my personal, um, find me personally, it's Miss Abby Lawrence on Instagram. Uh, I'm there saying hello to everybody. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Love that so much. <laughs> oh, thank you both so much for your time. Uh, come back anytime. We'd really love it. Thank you. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for having us. What an incredible interview. Love chatting with them both. So excited for Candor Beauty. I mean, come on. Like, high time that this is a thing. Why didn't happen it sooner? Good for the two of them for making it a thing right now. And we're thrilled that things are coming stateside increasingly. Agreed. Jacqueline and Abby... I love your story and that the fact that you are addressing an underserved market of women who want access to quality beauty and personal care. So wishing you great success as you move forward with Candor Beauty. Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Mama Kahiki, Stephen Jodoran, and Natalie Kahiki. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode, and to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube.